Welcome to Singled In, a gathering place for single members of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints in their 30s and 40s, also known as mid-singles. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Oliver. And for tonight's episode, we have a, a good friend of us as our guest. Her name is Julia. And welcome, Julia, to our podcast. And thank you for being our speaker today. Hi. It's good to have you. <laughs> Thanks. So today's episode is going to be talking about what it is like being an outlier in the mid-singles ward. But before we talk about that and what is an outlier, let's discuss our get-to-know-you question. Yeah, let's do it. All right, so the one that we decided on was, what's something most people like but you don't understand? So what's something that everyone's on the bandwagon but you're just kind of like, I don't get it? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, um, so when Harry Potter came out, I guess it was a little after my time. I I couldn't get into it. I mean, I tried reading the books, I tried watching the movies, and I couldn't get into the whole fantasy thing with the three-headed dog and all those things going on. Boo! Just kidding. <laughs> yes, rubbish. You're in the wrong crowd for this. <laughs> oh no. So, so you don't know like what your house is or like what kind of wand you would have. I mean, I thought the beginning was pretty cool with you know the owl sending the letters down the chimney and the whole. I like that part, but then when he went into the fantasy world with the school and everything, mm-hmm. it lost my interest. Interesting. Okay. 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 What's more your style in terms of like books and oh, um, movies and stuff? So I'm more of like a, I like mystery. I like more realistic fiction, those okay. kind of things. Yeah. Okay. So you would rather watch like a good murder mystery over like a fantasy movie? Yeah, like a suspense thriller. Yeah, those kind of things. Something that I could relate with. Huh. Yeah. Gotcha. Do you like true crime? If it's not too scary. Well, oh, okay. yeah, I used to like it, but now things are scary and I live alone, so I don't yeah. watch a lot of that. <laughs> Makes perfect sense. Gets, gets you all paranoid. A little too realistic. <laughs> yeah. For, yeah, sure. for sure. I get that, yeah. All right, well, what about you, Lindsay? Um, the first thing that came to mind was, again, um, a show. I never got into The Good Place. I watched like three seasons and I just couldn't get excited about it ever mm. but I know most people love that show and I usually love that's like my genre like a fun sitcom like silly fantasy world sort of thing so is I don't it, know why Maybe is it, it the just, characters are they annoying is it like the storyline I just felt like it was never going anywhere hmm. yeah so maybe okay. that was it what about you Oliver um okay I am not like a big fan of mockumentaries so like the office parks and rec Really? Yeah, like that that kind of humor, I don't know why, it does not like... That's I, shocking to I, me. I don't that, get it. That is surprising. I, do you? Do, uh, no, I, I like I like The Office. Oh, you do? Uh, I yeah. did. Me too, yeah. 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 I'm just shocked because you're just like, you just seem so easy to please. Not in a, like a bad way, but just like, <laughs> you're just fun and you're down for, down to party. I don't know. And so like, any sort of like fun entertainment, I feel like you would be on board for. So that's so funny. Oh, but it's not like, but it's not like funny or like entertaining to me. Like Michael Scott is such an infuriating character, to me. and like even some it. of the characters on Parks and Rec, I'm like, you are a terrible human being. Oh, like so, yeah. I, I don't know. Like lots of lots of our friends love uh-huh. that show, oh, and I yeah. just I can't. 
I can't get on board with it. Oh, yeah. Parks and Rec is like my all-time favorite. <laughs> so, yeah, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. That has been very, very Actually, telling. I'm surprised, too. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, learned something new about me. I now. did. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I don't think I knew about the Harry Potter thing with you, Julia. We talked about that a couple episodes ago. We talked about yeah, Harry Potter. Yeah, we did. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, so we love Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> Big fans over here. Ravenclaw. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. All right. So, So, Julia, go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay. So, I have a dwarfism. Mm -hmm. So, I'm four foot. I am the only one in my family. So, both my parents are average sized. In one in every 25,000 births, um, two people can have a child with dwarfism. So, which means they're going to be short stature. Huh. So, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, it just happens kind of randomly. In, yeah, like kind of randomly. Yeah, 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 kind of randomly. There's, you know, I, I don't know all the like the mutations and the genetics involved, but mm-hmm. it, yeah, they've, yeah, that's what yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're um, born and raised in Vegas. Uh, yes, born and raised in Vegas. Um, I've been a member of the church my whole life. What do you do for work? I'm a teacher. Okay. Ooh. So, yeah. Got a lot of teachers in our ward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you teach special ed, right? I do teach special education, so I've been doing that. I'm on my 12th year. That's so amazing. I'm doing elementary school now. I did middle school. I started off middle school, and now I'm doing elementary. And so every year is a different adventure. Yeah. What's been, like, the biggest challenge this year, like, in 2022? Oh, with the with the kids and everything. Yeah, just with teaching. Yeah. Okay, so now I'm I'm going really low because starting from middle school and then I went to elementary, but I was teaching fourth and fifth graders, and now I'm teaching kinder through second, which uh-huh. now my voice is like, okay, we gotta do th-. like my voice is higher. I'm doing a lot of holding hands, <laughs> um, wiping noses, you know pants like maybe like kids pants are falling off so i have to like help them with their belts <laughs> okay yeah. so it's a lot more like touching and things it's a lot like more that. hands-on more hands-on which yeah. I, I i wasn't used to i mean it's it's fine but i'm i'm just getting used to all that now yeah okay because you used to work at the middle school level right yes yes yeah. and that is not even close to what i'm doing now. not even really yeah, yeah. Huh. <laughs> that's interesting mm-hmm. little guys yeah, little like guys even... crying on the floor, things like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's interesting. Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. They're cute, though. Are they cuter? They're cute. Yeah, they are cuter. <laughs> like, they love hugs, and oh, okay. and they like to give compliments, so mm. it's cute. Did you always want to go into teaching or work with, like, um, special ed? or? So, going back, I did want to do elementary. I wanted to be a general education teacher, and then I was going through that, and then I switched. I wanted to do counseling, so then I got a psychology degree. And then I, and then through prayer and things like that, I felt like I needed to go into teaching. And so then oh, I got my, then I got my master's in special education. Oh, nice. So, okay. Yeah. So it's sort of, it was all evolving. Yeah. Okay. So, that's yeah. amazing. Mm-hmm. That's like, that's special. <laughs> right. <laughs> I didn't go the normal route like most yeah. people do. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean... I don't know. We're all figuring it out as we go. It's like insane that we would expect to know what we're doing with our lives at like 18 when we go to college. Right? Yeah. 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 I know. There's just no way. Yeah. You just got to like figure it out as you go. Right. That's great. (laughs) Well, Julie, you're one of our more interesting, more special guests because you were kind of one of our guests that approached us and said, hey, like, I want to do a podcast episode with you guys specifically about this topic. 
what it's yeah. like being an outlier in the mid-singles ward. And so for those of you who don't know what an outlier is, I didn't know that either. We had to look it up. But <laughs> the dictionary, the online dictionary says, an outlier is a person or thing differing from all other members of a particular group or set. And Julie, you mentioned earlier that you have dwarfism. Mm-hmm. And so that kind of like, not kind of, it does make you like an outlier in the singles ward. For sure, because yeah. there's not another little person in the ward. Yeah. Mm. So what is like, okay, so you use dwarf, dwarfism mm-hmm. earlier. Is that like the appropriate word that we should be using? Do you, do you like little people? Like what? Okay, so dwarfism is more of like the, I guess, scientific term. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I mean, yeah, more of little person. Uh, the word midget is <laughs> not okay. <laughs> not okay. I mean, I don't really mind it, but I know other little people do. I mean, but the thing is, midget just means a very small person. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, it, it can be said in a very derogatory way. Like, mm-hmm. oh, look at that midget. Yeah. So that can come off as sort of uh-huh. singling somebody out. Sort of, it sort of it sounds discriminatory. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it has that word has that history with it too, like. Uh, from media or other things where, like, we haven't always been great about, like, talking about it in, like, a respectful way or whatever, and so, yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah media, um, circus. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, the, like, all um, of that. Mm-hmm. And then the wrestling, I know that was oh, midget okay. wrestling, I don't know. Yeah. That okay, okay. Be, yeah. yeah, so, yeah, just hasn't, doesn't have the great connotation or history. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it doesn't have a good history. Okay. So what are some other things that people, yeah, I guess what are some other things that you wish more people knew about, like, how, like, what you need, how to best, like, interact with you, I guess? Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, it's, like, very normal, and <laughs> we have normal interactions all the time, but, like, yeah. I guess what are some common misconceptions? Um, I guess a lot of misconceptions are that I need a lot of help. Oh, interesting. Yeah, where I really... Don't help me unless I ask. Yeah. I think that's the best thing to do because I don't always need help. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So um, I remember when I was with my mom, we were doing something and I was, I don't know what we were were tying something. I I don't know. Well, I was slower and I wasn't getting something done. And then this lady was trying to help and she looks at my mom and she says, help her. And I was an adult at the time, uh. and then that, and then I like whipped my head up and I said, "I've got it," because I was so <laughs> irritated because I, first of all, I felt she should have talked to me. She knew I was an adult, uh, and yeah. it, it just I wasn't. It wasn't that I couldn't figure it out. It was just I was taking longer than everybody else doing whatever we were doing. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. That's really helpful to <laughs> to yeah. know to think about. Yeah, so, I mean, I was a little stubborn, and I, I guess I could have come <laughs> sure. off a little nicer, but it, sometimes it just yeah. come off as nice. It gets old. Yeah. It gets old. Yeah. yeah, like, she probably didn't realize, but, yeah, some of those things can get old. Yeah. Okay. So, about, about a month ago, or, like, maybe even a couple months ago, I went to a LGBTQ support group oh, okay. that another member of the church puts on nice and she invited me to the support group and i invited julie and some other people uh-huh. and after the support group it was it was a great experience but yeah after the was, support yeah I loved it. You, you had a good time yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure 
But after the support group, Julie came up to me and she was like, yeah, you know, A, like, thank, thank you for inviting me to this. And B, it's so interesting, like, hearing your experience about being an LGBTQ member. Uh-huh. Because you said you could kind of relate to it where it's like, yeah, when you go to a mid-singles ward, like, people know that you're different. Uh-huh. But in my case, like, you don't know that I'm a gay member of the church until I tell you. Right, yeah. Whereas in your case, Julia, people know right away that you're a little person. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah. Yeah. So that kind of, in that sense, I have that advantage because people don't know this very specific thing about me uh-huh. until I tell them, or maybe they, if I do something or say something like, "Oh yeah, that that guy's totally gay," but in your case, they they know right away just by looking at you. Exactly. They know right away, and they can make comments. Where if you feel like the conversation is, you don't need to bring it up, or it's irrelevant to the conversation. Why would you bring it up? And mm-hmm. for me, sometimes I feel that way too, where I am trying to do something where I don't want to talk about being a little person mm, and yeah. they bring it up and I'm like, oh, okay, now I have to talk about this. And Okay. Yeah. Where yeah. yeah. it's not like your whole life. It's not your whole brand. Yeah. yeah. It's not my whole brand. Exactly. Yeah. So, but it's always going to be brought up in some way or yeah. another where it's like, okay, now I have to shift gears. Okay. Let's talk about this for a little bit and then get back to what I wanted to talk about or mm-hmm. what was relevant to the situation. Yeah. Uh, shoot. Yeah. Do you feel like people are more likely to bring it up or more likely to like avoid it in conversation? Um, oh, that's a good question. I feel like as I get older, it doesn't happen a lot anymore. Well, it still comes up for sure. And I'm still going to probably my whole, my whole life, I'm going to always get a comment. Um, but I think as I was younger, I got a lot of comments on it mm. because as a kid in elementary school, um, I got picked on for being, you know, because mm-hmm. kids are always so curious and they always um, yeah. say things and they always find differences mm. and there's no filter. Like, there's yeah. no filter. Yeah. And then, and so a lot of comments were made. And then also what was interesting, what I realized, so as a kid with my mom and sisters, we would go to the library or at the grocery store, things like that. And I know sometimes I got a comment where it was like, well, how old are you? And, mm-hmm. and for some reason, I didn't really, I was, I didn't really like that comment because I thought it was, well, and sometimes I would tell them how old I was. And then, and then sometimes I sort of started getting stubborn where I'm like, well, how old are you? <laughs> so sassy <laughs> yeah so I got a little sassy because I got tired of that comment yeah. but then when I now as I was older I realized what they were getting at because mm-hmm. with my body I'm because being a little person I have a body of like maybe at the time I was smaller so I was like a 4 or 5 year old but I was probably 10 at the time, sure. but my body was smaller and I was doing probably, I was speaking or doing things as a 10 year old where yeah. they were confused, like, whoa, she, look at what she's doing. How, yeah. I really wonder how old she is because yeah. she's not, she's acting a lot older than a five year old, but her body looks like a five year old. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then what happened was funny because now when I see little people, like children doing 
things like what other adults saw me as a kid, uh-huh. I'm starting to wonder. I, I've wondered how old they were. Yeah. 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 So, so the roles have switched, kind of. The roles yeah. have switched. I've never asked them how old they are because I remember I didn't like that comment, so I didn't ask them that. Mm-hmm. But I, but it is a curiosity. So uh-huh. that was sort of an interesting thing that yeah. I, that sort of came full circle. Okay, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I definitely feel like it's less weird. I ask kids their age all the time just because it's like a conversation topic. Oh, that's true, too. A way to connect. But yeah, I could see yeah. how that'd be annoying, especially if there was like an ulterior motive, I guess. But well, that's not really what it is, but you know. Well, and they weren't asking my sisters how old they were. Yeah, oh, yeah, so that's the I, I was, yeah, yeah, so then I was like, okay, now they're singling me out. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. interesting. Okay, so you, sir, you're, you're a member of the church, born and yeah. raised. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was there, were there any like awkward like comments or like awkward situations where someone like said something or did something and that just like rubbed you the wrong way. Yeah, I remember, okay, sitting in your women's, I remember, yeah, we were in a semicircle with a leader in the middle and she was teaching a lesson and I can't remember what the lesson was, but I remember then she, she looked right at me and said, she said this comment, how would you like to be treated? And I, it startled me because she just looked at me and then I, and then I said, well, I want to be treated like everybody else. Yeah. And I didn't really like that because. She called you out. She called me out. Yeah. Um, And if she had pulled me like by myself. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Versus in front of everyone. Yeah. Versus in front of everybody. (laughs) Yeah. As a teenager, you're just so self-conscious anyway. Yes. Yeah. As a young woman. I mean, so. Yeah. I remember that. And then. I remember we. I was in primary once. There was like a felt board, and I remember there was a bunch of animals. And then I got to go and pick an animal, and I remember a kid said, "She's gonna pick a small one because she's small." Uh. <laughs> and, then, and then I was like, "I'm not gonna pick a small one," and I picked the elephant because it was the biggest one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cute. Kids could be so mean. Yeah. Oh my gosh, oh my the meanest. Gosh. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I feel like in a lot of things you're saying, like. You just don't want to be singled out. You want to be, yeah. like, treated mm-hmm. like everyone else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense to me. Do you feel like a lot of times you're, like, on display or something? Or that people are, like, paying extra attention to you than they would others in the in the area? Yeah, yeah. for sure. Uh-huh. Yeah, like, yeah, for, like, staring, for sure. Uh, yeah. Um, I don't get a lot of comments now be, as an adult, but yeah, the steering for sure, things like that. There's yeah. a saying in, um, because I'm part of this organization called Little People of America, uh-huh. so I've been part of it for a while, and there's a saying, it's it's like being a little person is like being a celebrity without the benefits. Uh-huh. So, so it's like, yeah, we're always on display, we're always, we get comments, we get stares. Uh-huh. So Scrutinized. Scrutinized, mm. yeah. Oh yeah, that sounds terrible. Like, I already think celebrity life sounds terrible just because there is that hyper-focus on you and such. Yeah. Yeah, and you can't, like, mess up. You know? Right. <laughs> you can't be human. <laughs> yeah. Because all eyes are on you, yeah. Shoot, yeah. Interesting. Okay, Julia, I'm going to be honest with you. Okay. So when I... I do remember, like, seeing Julia, like, from time to time. Like, mm-hmm. even before the MSA. Like, even, like, during the YSA. Uh, okay. I think I saw Julia a couple times, at, like, at dances or, like, church events. Okay, yeah. And I was always... I was always kind of like, okay, like, how do I talk to that person? Or like, how do I like approach that person? And so just feeling super awkward. Yeah. Yeah. Unnecessarily. So, like, yeah. yeah. And it actually took like, it, it actually took Julia to like come up to me and like approach me and talk to me. And then afterwards I was like, oh, okay. Like I can do this. Like, I can like talk to her. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. But yeah, like 
thanks to you, Julia, like you're able to break the ice that you didn't know existed between us. <laughs> because I, I had seen you like from a distance. Uh-huh. I just didn't know how to approach you. And then you approached me and we had like, we had a good conversation. And like ever since then, we're friends now. Yeah. 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 I don't even remember that. <laughs> I, I don't even remember our first meeting. All I remember is that um, that FHE where I was that dating thing mm-hmm. where you were having to choose one of us four women. Yes, we talked that about was, that. That was, that was my was, fault. That was Lindsay's <laughs> FHE activity. I was I was the bachelor. She had found some bachelorettes for me. Yes, the dating game. Yeah, before Oliver so, was out. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yes, yeah, so I, I remember that, but yeah, okay, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, you you were the brave one to come up to me. I wasn't yeah. brave enough to come up to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you feel like there's a lot of that, just like managing people's emotions or discomfort or whatever, and just kind of having to be like the one yeah, to like reach for, out or whatever? Or? Um, okay, that's a that's a good question. So yeah, well, I think it goes both ways. Yeah, sometimes I feel like I have to prove myself to people, like. Oh, okay. Because I am sort of outgoing. Like, I mm-hmm. like to get to know more people. I, I can be smiley. Yes, I'm sometimes smiley. Yeah. So, but then I get also the curious people where mm-hmm. they they want to, they're so curious about me that they want to come and say something. Like, they just uh, feel like they, they have to say something. Okay. Like, yeah. And you, like, see it coming. Yeah, you're I like, can see it coming. Like, <laughs> like, they're just wanting to come talk to me. <laughs> and you're like, all right. Okay, I'm like, here it comes. Okay, what's going to come Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I feel like social interactions sometimes are already so exhausting. Mm-hmm. In right. general. Yes. Yeah, like, not everyone is great about, like, the cues or whatever, especially, like, in the mid-singles ward. So yes. I could see that getting taxing <laughs> for sure <laughs> at times, like, when you're not in the right mood or, yeah, mm-hmm. not, like, willing to... <laughs> like entertain <laughs> that you know right. people's curiosity or whatever mm-hmm. so you mentioned how you're part of a organization what's it called again it's called the little people of america okay and so, oh yeah go ahead oh okay so when i was born um right they knew exactly that i was a little person due to my arms and my legs because of the bowing of oh. the bones and so um, I was actually delivered by a midwife, and so he knew about the organization, and he actually knew somebody in Vegas who was a little person. She was a, a lady, so he put my mom in contact with her, and so um, that helped with, you know, getting my bones checked out mm-hmm. through going to UCLA in California, so just making sure that my body was going to be able to perform properly so if I needed surgery or anything with uh-huh. um, the bowing on my legs, so I would, so since I was little, I would go see doctors and specialists down there, and but everything was good. I didn't have to have any surgeries. So this organization not only can you be connected with doctors, but it's also a social group for families, and also for making friends and things like that. Okay. Okay, gotcha. And so, so I'm actually I've been part of this group, and I'll still be part of this group my whole life because it's just a way to connect with other people that have my condition. Yeah. That's amazing. So what Mm -hmm. kind of like things do you do these days with them? Okay. Any virtual meetings or something? (laughs) (laughs) I know since COVID and everything, I haven't really been a part of it lately actually, because, um, we had, we had a chapter here 
here in Vegas, um, but that just that um, sort of crumbled with COVID. Oh, sure. But um, what happens also is there's it's called a national convention. So in the United States, it's called Little People of America. So um, they have these nationals around the Fourth of July, and we can all go and meet up. Everybody in the U.S. whoever can it's it can get pricey. Sure. So. Um, one year it could be in Boston, Massachusetts, so we could all fly out there around. They have an itinerary. You know, the doctors are always going to be out there, too. Oh, cool. Um, like so the specialists. The spe- yeah, oh, the specialists, cool. social events, like dances, um, workshops, the sites of the city, going to go see certain sites. So they have everything planned, and then you can fly out there. They They pretty much take the whole hotel like they they reserve this hotel either the marriott or the hilton and so we can all have Mm -hmm. reservations there hang out yeah have you like made some long-term friends from that or like what's um yeah yeah. for sure i mean it's hard being you know because it's all pretty much long distance yeah so yeah no i i know some people from california from colorado and different places okay are they members of the church as well or um, uh, no, none of them are. Gotcha. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, that's a hard part. Have you met any members who are also a little people, who are members of the church? Okay, I've met one. Mm. And he actually lives here in Vegas. He is in his mid-50s. And, he, yeah, so he is, he's a little person. He was married. He had a family. And that was the only one I knew. Do you sometimes feel like you wish you had more of a support system or like maybe just like more people that you could turn to or talk to or that got it yeah like because for me as an lgbtq plus member of the Mm -hmm. the church i feel like there's like thousands of us whereas Mm -hmm. in your case there's only like a handful of of you yes exactly i i do and i and um yeah it can get frustrating at times i mean you know, I don't, being a little person, I'm not dating as much as everybody else is. And so I've reached out to um, somebody who is similar to me. She's in Colorado and we're around the same age and she's a little person. We have very, we have similar looks. We have similar, you know, we're both sort of outgoing. Um, mm-hmm. We're both in our careers and things like that. And so... Yeah, and I can read you, because I, I text her because I was a little frustrated with trying to date and things like that, mm. and I could read that. Yeah. Yes, please okay, do. Okay, so... I love it. So I, yeah, I emailed her, and, I, and then she wrote me back. She's like, hey, Julia, I applaud you for trying to date. I haven't dated anyone in three years. I've only dated one average-sized, or average-height person. I don't really receive a lot of interest from average-sized, or average-height people, I agree, as getting older, it is harder to date. I am much more focused on my career, maybe too much. And then she put LP men, which is little people men, that are available, in my opinion, are very immature, don't have good careers, and and the distance is difficult. When she emailed me back, it sort of did validate what I'm going through. And so that was sort of a... Then I could see that we were both sort of in the same situation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's nice to have someone else who's in the same boat as you or knows, like... What, that I'm, what I'm going through. So yeah. for sure. And then I met her through the Little People of America. So that was... So there's for sure good connections that I'm grateful for. Mm. Huh. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That sounds tricky for sure. I mean, on one hand, I feel like it's hard for everyone at this age. But on the other hand, to like... 
Yeah, that would not make it easier just, like, feeling like you're automatically judged or, yeah, mm-hmm. people are, like, uh, filtering you out of their pool or yeah. something. Like, like, tell us what that's yeah. like, I guess. <laughs> I mean, well, like, yeah, because I feel that, you know, I... And, I mean, I know other people can relate to in our ward because, you know, when people say, oh, it's, you know, dating is so hard, I can't find a great guy, uh, or, or vice versa, and then some of us in our heads were thinking, well, we're some of us aren't really even going on dates, period. Yeah. Where we're just totally excluded in a way. Yeah. I'm not saying I haven't been on dates. I have been on dates, but it's just not as common as yeah. some. Yeah. I mean, I would assume, I would definitely say it's like the 80-20 rule in our ward with the girls. Like, 20% of the women are going on 80% of the dates. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I just don't see any, I don't see a lot of people dating a lot at all yeah. <laughs> anyway. And so, yeah, that just, it's just so much, so many hurdles to come, overcome anyway to, like, make relationships work at this age. So, mm-hmm. that, I can see that being discouraging, for yeah. sure. Because mm-hmm. it, it already is anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Just extra layer. Yeah. It's very unfair, yeah. Towards yeah, towards the sisters in the ward, definitely. Do you feel like there's things you wish guys understood about you or understood about like dating or like assumptions they're making maybe that aren't like helpful or valid? I don't know. <laughs> well I well I could well I can go just more broad too. Yeah. I mean I feel like you know, when you go on a first date, I mean, you're just interested in that person, just trying to get to know them. Uh-huh. So, I mean, if in a, in a way, thinking like, okay, if you're going on a date, you're really, I mean, yeah, there's interest there, but you're really just trying to get to know who the person is. You're, mm-hmm. I mean, you can't really, I, I don't know. I think, I, yeah, I feel like when you ju- jump to the conclusion, like, oh my gosh, you know, he's so attractive, He, you know, she's mm-hmm. so... But I feel like it, a first date should just be, like, getting to know the person. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I want to get to know them better. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's sometimes hard because, I mean, I think we all sort of want to be in a relationship. We all want to get married. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, but then I feel like, you know, at this age, you know, if it hasn't happened now, then you need to broaden your scope mm-hmm. on who you're dating. Yeah, yeah, you need to, like... Um... Try some new things. Try some new things for yeah, sure. Don't be so picky. <laughs> maybe <laughs> so picky. Yeah, yeah, maybe it's not even that. It's just like thinking of things you haven't thought of before. Like maybe like adjusting your height filters on the apps or, you know what I mean? Adjusting yeah. your age filters, whatever it is. Or, yeah. or, you know, or age or, yeah. Or background, background or, or yeah. political party, whatever it is. Yeah. <laughs> political parties, like we just voted today. Yeah, yes. yeah. I mean, that, that's that been, like, a hang-up for me before, stuff like that, mm-hmm. that I've had to, like, recognize, like, okay, what really matters, <laughs> you know? Yes. So, yeah. for sure. I will say, and this is totally off topic, but I will say this has been the one time, like, because today was voting day, mm-hmm. this has been, like, the one time where I have taken my time and, like, looked at all the candidates uh-huh. and seen, like, what they represent, what they stand yeah. for, what they're against for. And so, yeah, your your perspectives and your views totally change with time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, like you were saying, Julia, d- don't don't limit yourself just, like, in this one bracket. It's, mm-hmm. it's yeah. okay to, like, broaden your horizons and see what else is out there. Well, I feel like you should. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel yeah. like everybody should because mm-hmm. at our age, if... I mean, I feel like yeah, you you do you should open your scope of being more open minded and mm-hmm. really trying to get to know new people mm-hmm. in all different 
areas and things like that. Because mm-hmm. even for me, um, I when going to these conventions, I was open to dating little, you know, mm-hmm. other men with dwarfism, and I knew that they wouldn't have the same religious background as I mm-hmm. did. Mm-hmm. But I was open to that because, you know, it's really hard. You know, I mm-hmm. it was hard to date, and I was willing to see what would happen with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So yeah. when you were younger, were you did you kind of have that mindset where you're like, oh yeah, I want to marry like someone who's like me, and they have to be a member of the church. I did want to marry somebody who was little, and I guess I did think of the religious part. I don't, I can't remember the religious yeah. part, but yeah. I did sort of like the idea of marrying a little person. Yeah. But now and like, it yeah. doesn't matter. Yeah. 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 Julia, you mentioned something. You didn't mention it, but your friend mentioned it. The one that emailed you uh-huh. about how she has a hard time dating other uh little people mm-hmm. especially men just because they don't have like a, like a good career or like they don't have like a job mm-hmm. do you think a part of that is because little people are being discriminated against like people don't want to hire them oh yeah maybe um the, yeah that could be that could be the case or maybe they've been coddled as mm-hmm. maybe they they don't feel they don't have the confidence to really go out there and really Mm-hmm. Do get, I don't know. Yeah, that's that. hard when you're like, you have a, you know, a good career, you have a home, you know, all these yeah. things. Like, mm-hmm. you're, yeah, you, you obviously want to be equally yoked. We talk about that a lot. Yeah. 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 So, yeah and, yeah. and for her in Colorado, she has all that. She, you know, put herself out there. She, she was, she's been proving herself and she's still proving herself with, you know, building her career. Uh, so that's what she wants also in in when she's trying to look for somebody uh-huh. and yeah and so I guess there could be all different thing yeah because I have a, I have a friend he's a little person he, he doesn't live here anymore but he he was a teacher and he is he was actually smaller than I was um but he did all that too mm. mm-hmm. yeah 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 so. when you were talking earlier about just kind of being open to like new options or whatever mm-hmm. I think sometimes we treat dating like shopping like we have a shopping list <laughs> and oh, we're totally. looking yeah. like check off our list we're reading all the Amazon reviews like <laughs> versus just like developing a relationship with someone um I would love to like brainstorm with you guys for a minute like how do you like approach dating with without the shopping list just like this is a human being who I'm gonna you know develop a friendship with maybe to start with or whatever develop a relationship with yeah. and stop worrying so much about like do they meet these criteria i don't know how to do it you know i am surprised that the relief society doesn't already have like a book about that <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> all right sisters these are the men you should avoid now these are the men you should date. no well and we did that like in young women's like we made our lists you know and that i mean that's good because I mean, just in anything in life, career, or whatever, like, mm-hmm. you, you do want to, like, think out, like, what matters to me, what's important, you know? Uh, what do I want out of my life? It's good to, like, plan and dream, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, when is that to your detriment, I guess? Right. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Speaking of young women's, uh, Julia, yeah. is the, was there ever, like, do you feel like you had, like, a pretty normal childhood growing up? Like, do you feel like you kind of missed out on anything, or do you kind of feel like your parents did a good job of, like, making you feel included and making sure that you, like, got the same experience that all the other kids in the church got. Oh, yeah, for sure. I know I always did feel included. I mean, I was, um, 
One one thing I really liked, my dad didn't give me spankings. He gave my sister spankings, but he never gave me spankings. <laughs> um, that was the only special treatment I got. That only one, but it's because you were the favorite. I I don't know. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I can see it. <laughs> but that's yeah. That was the only thing. But no, I even in school, I remember like. They always included me, like I would have a stool, like if I need to reach the water fountain or anything. But I remember even in PE, they even try to have me do the, like, the... Pull-ups. The pull-ups. And I was like, <laughs> I don't even want to do this. And they like got the stool out and they wanted me to do it. And, <laughs> and I couldn't do it. But they, they no. were... Yeah. Nobody can. I hate pull-ups. I do. <laughs> so, no, I've always felt included. I, I mean, there were certain things, but like, I mean, I didn't babysit as much as like my the other young women did or things like that mm. but interesting yeah. yeah okay yeah which i was a little bummed out but yeah that is yeah. a bummer mm-hmm. uh, yeah i mean it's how, like something you don't think of yeah right? yeah how, how else is a young woman supposed to make money as a teenager I know. Exactly. <laughs> if you can't yeah. babysit what else is there i know before you turn 16 or whatever <laughs> no you're too old for lemonade stands <laughs> <laughs> I do, I do want to take us back to the, my question. Okay, okay, <laughs> okay, okay. Like, go for it. And this could be in dating, but also just in general. Like, how do we go about, like, developing relationships with people without, like, worrying about, like, do they fit certain criteria or whatever? Oh, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, how do we just see people for who they are? Yeah. How do we, how do we make the outliers feel included as well? That too. Yeah, for sure. Hmm. I mean, that is... That is what that is doing. It's just like developing yeah. relationships without any like pretense or yeah, yeah. Because there are other we have several other types of outliers in the ward. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. This particular podcast we're talking about like Julie and about dwarfism. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, there are other people in the ward who are like considered an outlier, whether they're yeah, we're primarily white, we're primarily mm-hmm. heterosexual. You know, like yeah. all these things. For and sure. Any advice that. Um, (laughs) Well, just, I mean, you know, for me, I mean, especially being different, I mean, I can know how it feels like for, you know, other people Mm -hmm. struggling. So I guess I'm more sympathetic to people who are different or who don't fit the regular same mold. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, so I I don't really have a a lot of that. I try to, Mm -hmm. yeah, I'm more, I feel like I'm more sympathetic, more open-minded to you know, differences, mm-hmm. especially sp- teaching special education too. I see, you know, I feel like I have a good scope of, you know, differences and, you know, what people battle with and, mm-hmm. and you know, it's not easy and it's not fun sometimes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we always want to be included. Everybody wants to be included somehow. So we can all do our part in a way to make, and I think our board actually does a great job with that. Like with the mm-hmm. friendshiping yeah. committee, I mean, I think we're really strong at that. I mean, we do have a pretty good mid singles ward, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we really do try to bring everybody in, try to make them feel included. So, yeah, we talked about that in a past episode, maybe with Logan, about how like, if you want to find a congregation that's going to be extra like non judgmental Mm -hmm. or like inclusive, ours is probably it. You know, go to mid singles ward, yeah. Yeah, for sure. We we've seen some things. Yeah, <laughs> we've been through a lot. We've been, yeah, yeah we, we've seen some things. We, we have a, a mosh podge of experiences, and yeah, yeah for sure, everyone's true. been through stuff. A for sure, melting pot, if you will. I mean, what you're saying about 
um, understanding others. Like, I definitely, like, feel that from you. I just feel like you radiate, like, non-judgmentalness, openness, no, welco- welcoming. Oh, yeah, you're very welcoming. Julia, and- you're always smiling. Yeah. <laughs> I always feel like I could come sit by you or, you know, and it's, like, Aww. yeah, always a good experience. So, <laughs> yeah, for Aww, sure. Thank you. Yeah. Because this, this could have, like, hardened you. But that's true. I but mean, it yeah. seems like it hasn't. You still seem very like happy and cheery, and you're like, yeah, whatever. It is what it is. I, I'm a scrappy survivor. <laughs> scrappy survivor. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. yeah. What gives you hope? Like, oh, that's a good word. I love that word, hope. Yeah. <laughs> In, to put you on the spot. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Can you be a little more specific with that? Um, we're, we're getting deep. Yeah. Know, like in terms of like thinking about the future, think about life or whatever, like. What brings you, like, some peace? What helps you feel like it's all going to be good? Um, Do you feel that way? <laughs> some things more than others. Julia's like, define hope. Because I don't always feel that way, so... Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, I feel like... Um, I, I, I mean, I feel like I'm still working on... You know, I, what, what I, I feel... Um, what brings me hope is a lot with you know, being positive with the future because uh-huh. nobody knows what's going to happen. And, yeah. you know, there are surprise, like life is full of surprises and then uh-huh. I believe in miracles. I believe that, you know, not everything's going to always stay the same. And yeah. So I do have hope in that and, you know, doing the things I need to be doing, like, uh-huh. um, just being who I am, um, continuing to continue to build my character, my network of friendships, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, Continuing to keep my options open with meeting new people, mm-hmm. um, career career wise, I don't. I, I'm gonna continue probably to be a teacher for a while. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I, I I don't think I'm gonna make a different career path at this mm-hmm. point. <laughs> so I I think just with those kind of things, mm-hmm. I I feel hopeful and yeah. I, you know I feel it in my heart. And if you know I continue to do certain things, I feel like I'm blessed in a lot of ways, too. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if that even made sense. No, it does. Like, you're already on this, like, great path, so (laughs) in some ways it's just, like, continuing on the path. Yeah, continuing on. Yeah. I also like the idea of, like, you don't know, like, what the future holds, like, what's around the corner, like, and there's gonna be, like, hard things, but there's gonna be fun surprises, too, I think, so... Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we don't like to think about the hard times. Yeah. But but yeah, no, I mean, yeah, I mean, hard times are always going to be there, and it's just how you, however you deal with that. Uh-huh. But then it, there's there's so much joy to it too, with just who you interact with, the things you're doing, and the things you're creating, whatever it may be. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. With setting goals or mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, I love that. Like creativity, connection, like those are all like what makes life. Good. Yeah. Finding joy in the little things. Any final thoughts or messages you want to leave <laughs> yeah. with us before we We want to promote to the world. Yeah. <laughs> to the world. Um, I just, I think sort of why I wanted to do this was maybe just an awareness. Mm. Maybe mm-hmm. just somebody can relate in some way. For sure. Maybe if you can't relate with the dwarfism, you can just relate with you know, things maybe you struggle with, maybe Mm -hmm. things people don't know about you that maybe you have insecurities about. Sure. And uh, I mean, that can be really hard at times where, you know, I haven't always been comfortable with, you know, being little or having dwarfism for sure. When I was little, I never wanted to, I wanted to be like everybody else. 
Um, but now as a molder, I, I won't change it. I won't be average size because it because who I am, this is completely who I am. It's built my character, it's built how I interact with the world, it builds my relationships with people, all those things. Yeah. yeah. I love that. One thing I will say is that at the end of the day you want to be somewhere where you feel safe. And mm-hmm. I feel like the mid I could feel safe at the mid singles war. Do you feel mm-hmm. like you can say that same thing, Julia? Oh for sure, yes. I mean I it's for sure like a safe haven. I mean I think also you need to also put yourself out there too. You have mm-hmm. to um, go to the activities, you have to meet new people too. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not always easy, you know, if you're shy or you, it's hard to be mm-hmm. around people, mm-hmm. you're going to have to try a little bit mm-hmm. to do that. Yeah, overcome that a little bit, yeah. I mean, church really is kind of built for the extroverts, just in terms of like they re- giving they talks really. or <laughs> lessons or activities. Fulfilling callings. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, that's interesting. But yeah, it, but, but absolutely like, you get out what you put in. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And, you know, I have a friend. I mean, I went to the Young Single Adult Ward with her, and she was very shy, and she knew that about herself, and she felt really insecure, but she knew that she wouldn't make friends if she didn't put herself out mm-hmm. there. And so she made it a point to put things together on it house she made a point of like saying hi to people like that mm-hmm. was her goal like even though it was really hard for her she forced herself to do that and mm-hmm. then she ended up with a ton of she she had a lot of friends that's amazing even though it was really hard for her to constantly mm-hmm. do that every week yeah yeah i feel like that's like definitely something that comes from the atonement of jesus christ like if there's something that we want to change about ourselves, like whether it matters if we change it or not, if it matters to us, like it matters to God and he can help us figure out how to like make it better. Yeah. And now Rocky also mentioned that in his episode where uh-huh. if you want to change something about yourself, just do it. You yeah. Do it. Yeah. Yeah. And if you feel like you're stuck, you just got to go out and yeah. change something. Yeah. Yeah. It can yeah. be a small thing. It can be a little thing as long as you change it. Yeah. And that's what like the savior is for is to like provide that help. We don't have to do it alone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, this has well, been great. Yeah. Thank you, Julia. Yeah. This has been, this has been <laughs> yes. a very fun episode. For I've me. enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, yeah for yes. sure. You're awesome. You guys have good questions. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes, I was happy to do it. Well, thank you.